What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Cash It. I'm Howard Bender. I got Adam Ronis here, and oh, baby. Lots to talk about here. This is a very, very crazy time of the season. We got the first half of the uh, of, of MLB uh, running down. We uh, we just had the NBA draft. We've got N- NBA free agency. We just had the NHL draft. We got football, football, football coming. There's a, there's a lot happening here. Adam, how are you, man? Good, man. You're right. Lots of activities and, of course, a lot of betting as well. So, yeah, it is a fun time right now. Oh, it's definitely a lot of fun. It's also a lot of work. So I'm <laughs> not going to lie. I'm not enjoying that aspect of it. But you know what? That's uh, that's what the grind is all about. Where, where, where do we want to start today, Adam? What, what do we want to just where do we want to start? Do we want to do you want do you have thoughts on NBA draft or free agency at all? I, I don't even know. No, I mean, there was no real surprises in the drafts, no big trades. So kind of went. Like we thought, free agency, you know, there's always a lot of rumors, but let's see what happens. I know there was a report today, Kyrie Irving going to meet with the Suns. So Suns trying to build this ridiculous super team, but we'll see. Um, Yeah, I mean, nothing crazy. It kind of went as expected and there weren't major trades. I mean, Chris Paul going to Golden State, cool, but no Zion Williamson deal. Uh, We're still kind of waiting to see what Portland does. I kind of have a feeling they might deal Damian Lillard at this point, but yeah, there's always a big surprise in the NBA, so we'll see what happens once free agency starts. We're not going to see Dame Lillard with, uh, with with Scoot Henderson? I thought that was going to be like the dynamic duo. I don't know. I have a feeling we're not. I feel like he could be traded. They have a lot of young pieces. I don't know if he was that thrilled because, again, he's getting older. And, yeah, Henderson is supposed to be really good, but – that's they're not a contender in the West with what they have right now. Okay. All right. Um, any free agents that, uh, that you're looking at on the market that you think uh, could be some really interesting landing spots. I mean, besides the Phoenix suns building this retarded super team. I think the big thing is to see uh, what happens with, uh, I guess, Damian Lillard, James Harden. I mean, that's, that's the big thing too. There was a lot of rumors he was going to, Houston, now that has kind of died down a little bit and seems like he might be back in uh Philadelphia. Don't we uh, think don't we think like Atlanta would be a better landing spot for him, just given Magic City? Uh yes, that is true. Atlanta's a good spot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, when I heard the, the the Houston rumors, I was like, oh, okay. So he definitely likes the Houston clubs more than he likes the the ones in Brooklyn. That's 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 not you know uh, too upsetting and you know I mean listen I've never been to a strip club in in Philly so I I really couldn't tell you but you know just knowing what I know about you know Philly and you know Boston and Northeast I can't really imagine that that's anywhere I want to go. Yeah, I don't know what's up with Harden, man. He just seems to want to leave everywhere pretty quickly. Now that's just basically what's happened with him. So it was kind of weird that he wants to go back to Houston. They're a real young team. Uh, that obviously has put some good pieces together. Uh, but yeah, I think Harden obviously is the big one. Kyrie Irving, Fred Van Vliet as well. Uh, that's something to keep an eye on. Um, and then, yeah, and then the trades. I mean, that's going to be the biggest thing. Is there going to be, there always is a surprise in the NBA. I mean, it's happening even more often, especially in the regular season. I can get that. All right. So, not much craziness in the NBA, which is which is fine with me. I'm I'm totally fine. Not yet. It will. 
Well, and and when we do it here on the show, one, once it does get exciting enough to to bring it up, we'll uh, we'll do that. Let's uh, we'll flip it over to uh, to some MLB because that's what's going on right now. How are your teams doing? Um, you know, we got the All Star break coming up, and you know, it's always a, it's it's always a nice to to hit that midpoint of the uh, of the of the baseball season and the fantasy season. Because now we're going to start to see as far as like what teams, you know, I, I, I think I said this last week, the two weeks before the two weeks after the all-star break are always super telling because once you come out the two weeks after the all-star break, you pretty much have a good idea as to which teams are going to be the, the true sellers and the true buyers. Now there's a lot of teams who are obviously still in it, but I mean, I don't mean to poke the bear in the zoo, but you know, like, your Mets, they're done. Eight and a half out of a of a of like the the top wild card spot. What? They're done. You're, they're done. Like yes. they're selling. That's it. You know it. Uh, they should. Uh, this team is showing no signs of consistency at all. I mean, their owner has a press conference and they fucking lose five to two. They already dropped two to Milwaukee. I know it's a four game series, but. It's just there's no consistency. It's the same shit over and over. You know, uh, people say, oh, well, the Phillies turned it around. And even Steve Cohen in the press conference, oh, there's been a team that's eight games out of the wild card like every year for I don't know how many years. Sorry, this is not the team. Like last year, the Phillies did it. What did they do? They fired their manager. And I'm not saying that firing Buck Showalter will turn the season around, but you have to do something. You can't just say status quo and be like, yeah, you know, we're going to get better. They've been one of the worst teams in baseball since they started 14 and seven and they're horrendous since then they're like them the royals and the a's are like the worst team over the last two months this is not like a three-week slump this has been extensive so they are not turning it around they're done uh like i said if they do and they make the playoffs i will gladly say hey i was fucking wrong and i'll be happy about it (laughs) but it's not happening like again there's no signs at all um you know basically they find a way to lose. One day, the pitching is bad. The next day, the offense puts up eight, the bullpen blows it. They have 12 games this year where they've scored six runs and lost. They are horrendous in the first inning. So they're just a team. Defense one day, bullpen, like they just find ways to lose. And they have some of the most creative losses you've ever seen this year. I mean, that one game recently where they were up 6-3 in the eighth, you know, the, there was an error on what could have, should have been a double play. Two hits batsmen with the bases loaded. I mean, to force and runs. So they just find ways to lose, and I don't see it changing. So I think they're sellers. Um, I think they're sellers also. I was talking to uh, to Jim Bowden about it on the Fantasy Alarm show, and you know, basically it was, you know, it was you know, with you. I talk a little bit more about the Mets. With him, it's just it's really just a matter of okay, where are Scherzer and Verlander going to land? Because you know, obviously. Uh, you know, these guys aren't what they used to be, but if you're talking about a team like, I mean, let's say the Orioles, the Reds. Yeah, those uh, Orioles, I mean, Orioles have got to get Scherzer. They have about the to. Diamondbacks too, them too. Uh, at least they have uh, Gallon and um, who is it? Merrill Kelly, who's hurt. Wait, who's their other top guy? It was just those two, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and Kelly's hurt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, the Diamondbacks, definitely. Diamondbacks need a starting pitcher, and I can see them being in the market for a closer. I like Scott McGuff, and he had a great run where he 
he didn't allow a run for like over a month. And then he gave up three runs in the ninth inning uh, to lose against Tampa on Wednesday night. Uh, so I could see them getting off because if they got like a legit closer and then you have Castro McGuff and Chafin, I mean, that's a pretty strong pen, but yeah, starting pitching is definitely more dire for them at this point. So yeah, there's a plenty of teams, Reds, Diamondbacks, Orioles. Look, the Orioles do, uh, this team's amazing. I don't see how in a postseason series they win. They just don't have the pitching. Where's the ace? They don't have it. Tyler Wells has been good. Kyle Gibson's inconsistent. Um, unless Grayson Rodriguez comes up and turns it around, but you still don't want to rely on a, a rookie pitcher to be your one. So they've won all these games, but how are they going to win in the playoffs with this pitching staff? Right. Well, again, that's one of the reasons why. And even, you know, it's kind of funny because, you know, you send Verlander or Scherzer to, I, you know, take your pick, the Reds or the, uh, or the Diamondbacks. And, you know, I don't necessarily know if, you know, if, if either one of them are the number one for those two teams, but you put them in Baltimore and they're definitely the number one on their team. Uh, yeah, they, I think Scherz has pitched a lot better lately. I mean, you still have to worry about him late in the year wearing down and he gives up home runs, but how's he not the one on the Reds? Um, I don't know. Uh, 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 what's his face? Um, Hunter Green. Green, Hunter Green. He's hurt. And I mean, dude. Right, but he's he, coming back. You know, he walks too back. many guys, man. You're telling me in a game one, you want Scherzer or Hunter Green pitching for you in the playoffs? Um, oh, no, I definitely want Scherzer over Hunter Green for sure. I'm just saying, you know, you took it, you know, Hunter Green comes back. You've got Andrew Abbott. I mean, again, they do need somebody in there to kind of stabilize things for sure. That's why I think I, you know, I mean, listen, I, I think that the, the two biggest, you know, fighters for, for starting pitching are going to end up being the reds and the, uh, and the Orioles, because I mean, listen, I don't know what's going to happen with the reds offense. It's exciting to watch right now. It's, it's a ton of fun, but they dropped two out of three to the Braves. And then they, 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 they drop two out of three to the Orioles. Yeah. I think they, think uh, they dropped the, no, they they won two out of three. Oh, they, won they, the last they came back the and won that last game. Yeah. That's right. That's right. They and came back late in that one. Um, you know, I just I I think that this is an exciting team to watch and it's a lot of fun. But for that same token, though, I don't know if these kids are going to be able to perform like they should throughout the the duration of this uh of this second half and. You know, you know that like Nick Crawl is not going to be making any kind of moves to to upset the offensive side of things. So it's definitely, you know, he's relying on these kids. And that's that's my my concern there is that whether or not, you know, the the, the postseason could that be just, you know, too much for the Reds uh, at that point, which is why I think having, you know, some some shutout, you know, shutdown pitching would be, you know. Extremely important to add to that rotation. Yeah, they're kind of playing with house money because they weren't supposed to be here and they're in a weak division. I mean, that's pretty much why they're in first place. I mean, that division is horrendous. So, I mean, look, you I think if you are in a position uh, to win, you just go for it at this point. You don't know when you're going to be back. So, you yeah, they're not going to mortgage the future. But if they can make a trade and not give up anything too valuable. But, yeah, I mean, look, everyone needs starting pitching. I mean, even Tampa does, man. Like as good as Tampa is. This year, like you, there's definitely concerns about them going in the postseason. I mean, is Glass now going to be healthy when the postseason starts? I, uh, you know, Eflin's been really good, but 
you know, they, they still have some concerns and the bullpen hasn't been good either. So I think like pretty much every team is going to be uh, looking for starting pitching. I mean, the Dodgers, right? You got to figure they're going to do something. I know oh, they, yeah, they, they have to do something. For I know they get pitching. I know they get Urias back this week. Kershaw has been amazing. And I said this on uh, fan, uh, better sports and Sirius XM that Kershaw is going to wind up on the aisle soon for that phantom IL. Cause look how many innings he's pitched. They, yeah. They, they've already, you know, pushed him, not pushed him, but he hasn't been on the IL and he's close to matching his season total from last year. Yeah, they're going to definitely need him in the uh, in the second half. That's definitely somebody to to hold back um, for sure. Who was the who's the team that you just mentioned right before you said the Dodgers? That was uh, Tampa. Tampa. Another team whose offense, you know, I mean, it's kind of funny. We talk about what they did for the first two months of the season. Look at their numbers. Look at their offensive numbers uh, for the month of June. It's really just been middle of the road at best. They haven't been dominating like they did early on. And, you know, I guess that that's, you know, likely a testament to the strength of the schedule uh, that they had. But you're also talking about, you know, you, you look at that Tampa team. And, you know, I mean, is, is there anybody besides Wander Franco and uh, you got a Franco and a Rosarina who are like your two, you know, stable guys. This is the first year we're seeing Yandy Diaz do this. And he's, his power has gone way down, way, way down, way down. Um, Josh Lowe. I love him as a player. He's cooled off a lot. I've been benching him. I have him in labor and i have like a surplus of outfielders and a lot of my other guys are just scorching right now so i benched them two weeks in a row yeah so you know it's kind of it's kind of interesting when you when you're looking at that sort of a situation there where the rays were just so crazy dominant coming out of the gate um but you look at what their numbers are now and it's not i mean they still rank as like you know you go to fan graphs you go look at you know teams Weighted on base average against lefties and righties, and you'll still see the the Rays up there at the top. But yeah, I mean, like if you have you have to like go down and look at it a little bit more granularly, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like dealing with ADP, you know. And I and I talk to people about this all the time because I get people, especially for like you know DFS uh, and 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 you know betting props. You know, I keep telling people, I'm like, you need to you need to make your search for the numbers a little bit more recent. Like, you can't just sit there and be like, okay, what have the Rays done for the season against right handed pitching? Take a look at what they're doing in June. Take a look at what they're doing the last two weeks, because that's really, you know, more telling of what you need to look at. You can't just assume that a pitcher is in a in a tough matchup against the Rays when they really haven't been a threatening ball club, uh, you know, for the last 30 days. Yeah. I mean, I do think though, if their rotation is healthy, they set up well for the postseason. McClanahan, Glass. Well, that's going to be Eflin. McClanahan on Friday. It, Friday's start is going to be extremely important. I think yeah. for McClanahan. I look, I hope he's okay. I know we both have him uh, to win the Cy Young in our FSGA betting league. I have him in, a couple of key leagues, including my NFBC main event. So if he's hurt, I'm in big trouble there if he misses yeah, time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, Tampa was playing at an insane level. So we knew that they would come back to the pack a little bit. Uh, you know, like in the American League, like if I decide to you, hey, you have to pick someone to come out of the AL now, who are you picking? Because I don't think there's a clear-cut favorite. It's easy to say the Rays, but I don't think that's the clear winner. 
right now, maybe you disagree. Maybe you say it is Tampa. Obviously, Texas has been good as well. I mean, no DeGrom kind of hurts for the postseason. Um, Eovaldi's been good, but his velocity has been down the last couple starts. So you always have to worry about how many innings he can give you. Well, like John. There, there you go right there, though. A team that needs starting pitching. Justin yeah, Verlander could. in Texas, Max Scherzer oh, yeah. in Texas. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they shouldn't play around. They spent a lot of money. They got to get one of those guys. You put one of those guys and then you go Eovaldi, John Gray in the postseason. I think you're pretty good. They might even look as good as Will Smith has been. Maybe they look for another guy to set him up as well. The lineup obviously is really good. Ezekiel Duran has been such a big contributor for them. I don't think enough people are talking about him. He filled in at shortstop when Corey Seager is out, and he was so good. They said, all right, we're going to put you in the outfield when Seager returns. We got to play you. Leody Tavares, who has been a disappointment the last few years, has been tremendous. Uh, so their lineup is really good. But, yeah, they – that's why – so who would you pick right now? If I said, hey, who's your winner to come out of the AL, who would you pick? Just based on the team as it is right yeah. now, yeah. no trading or anything like that, I would probably uh, – I mean, I don't want – I mean, I guess I would have to kind of go with Tampa. I would say Tampa or Texas, one of those two. Yeah, I guess it's – yeah, I guess you kind of do. I kind of want to say the Angels, but – I would love that. I would yeah. love that. But it's kind of difficult right now with uh, their pitching. I mean, their lineup is 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 playing very well, and they haven't even had like elite Mike Trout yet. Otani is just fucking ridiculous. Did you see? I tweeted this the other night, right after that Otani two home runs, ten Ks. He went to minus fourteen hundred as MVP on Fanduel. It, it stayed in the seven hundreds on DraftKings and Caesars. I haven't checked <laughs> to see now, but we talked about it. I think last week's podcast. It's amazing to me that basically the MVP is wrapped up. Although Acuna. When I was broadcasting, I forgot, I think it was Tuesday. He was minus 140 to win MVP on DraftKings, and Corbin Carroll was plus 500. How is he minus 140, bro? Like, to me, it should, he's he's the MVP as long as he stays healthy. And if you actually look, Corbin Carroll's numbers are not that far off. But come on, man. Acuna like might go 40-70. And I know what people are like, oh, wait, you're crazy. Dude, he runs every time he gets on base. Yeah. Well, he's he's um the the first guy. Since Joe Morgan did it in the, uh, I think in the in the seventies or eighties, where um, was it fifty RBI and and twenty five stolen bases, I uh, thirty no thirty five stolen bases and 50, 50 RBI. But then you take a look at it, you know, the power wise, also you're like the dudes, you know, locked down twenty twenty before the All Star break. We you do you remember the days when you would just die for a 2020 player like 2020 was like that was sick you want that you need that like now it's like Acuna is gonna be insane insane i don't yeah, i don't so, know why they don't correct the odds on that dude, at all. he's right now he's minus 190 on dk and freddie freeman and corey carroll plus 750 like the only way Acuna doesn't get mvp is if he gets hurt like how does yeah. he not get it right like how does he not get it I don't I don't know. Listen, you know what? Acuna was my pick for MVP at the so start of the season. Me I too. told ev was, everybody was, in, in fantasy, I said the one one in your drafts should be Ronald Acuna. Oh, yeah, me too. I mean, we were doing a tout or Sirius XM fantasy were interviewing us. And they asked. No, I'm like, it's Acuna. It's not close. 
in any draft I could. Tout Wars, I know it's OBP. I had the third pick. He was there. I'm like, click. Uh, FSGA. <laughs> FSGA. I had the two pick. Um, I forgot who went one. I took Acuna. Uh, wherever I could, um, I tried to get him. Because I think people, the mistake people made was they looked at his power last year. He clearly was not fully recovered from the 20 ACL, which is crazy because he was running. He stole a ton of bases, but the power wasn't there. And I watch a lot of Braves games because they play the Mets a lot, and I just see them a lot. He just couldn't drive the ball. Like, he wasn't fully recovered. He even said it. You saw in the offseason, I saw, I don't know if it was the Venezuela League or whatever, he had a couple bombs. I'm like, I'm not worried about this, man. This guy, if you go look at what he did, he had a 41-37 year a couple years ago. and. You know, he missed – he was coming off the injury last year. He missed a portion of the year last year. Just look at the pro rate of stats. I mean, this dude is a stud. So I think people just overthought it because we saw Judge go one, Trey Turner, Jose Ramirez, Julio Rodriguez. For me, it was Acuna the whole time. I just – I didn't get – like the other night he was minus 140. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like <laughs> I don't get it. Um, now, Altani now is minus 1,200 on DraftKings. Seager plus 3,000. Wander Franco plus 3,500. I can't even – I can't even give you a long shot in the AL to an MVP. Here, you know why? There's a problem here. You would say Aaron Judge. He's hurt. We don't know when he's going to return. You're not you, as in, you as in like some – you general, not you Howard. Um, I wouldn't say Aaron Judge for no, no, AL no, no, MVP. No, no, no. I'm saying – okay, I'll let you – you give your thoughts after. I'm saying when I look at the board, okay, the problem is, okay, who's the next guy? You would say if he's healthy, Aaron Judge. He's okay, not. Okay, I got you. And he's plus five thousand. The next guy that comes to mind, Jordan Alvarez. He's hurt, plus seven thousand. I love Corey Seager. He's missed time. He's plus three thousand. Juan Franco plus thirty five hundred. He's good. Those aren't MVP numbers. A Rosarena, very good. Not MVP numbers. Again, Tampa's winning. Adley Rutschman, plus four thousand. Simeon plus four. Like, who is the guy that you're betting on here to make a run at Otani? It's Altani's award to fucking lose. I mean, a lot of people think he should have gotten last year. I'm a fine with Judge getting it. Judge had a historical year too. I understand Otani pitching. Forget about it. It's over with. Dude, I'm Otani. just seeing. I'm just seeing this for the first time. I haven't seen this on on DK Sportsbook at all. I mean, I don't. I don't know how often I've looked at. Oh, I know. Yeah, the top. The Shohei Otani at minus twelve hundred. Any other player plus six fifty. Yeah, it's Ronald Acuna minus one ninety. Any other player plus 150. I look, usually the any other player is tends to be a good bet because of injuries and a lot of usually go wrong. I can't do it. I can't do it either. It's insane. I don't remember. And I don't I don't remember a time where like we're before the all-star break. And to me, the MVPs are locked up. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that, that to me, it, I, I agree with you. I think it's it's absolutely bizarre. I don't know yet, but who I would mean, you take? Guys are, if guys I said, are, if I said you can't bet on Altani, who would you take for AL MVP right now? You get a free bet. Who would you put it on? I don't even know. If I can't, if, if uh, 100% cannot bet on uh, Otani. Yeah. Semyon? Um, I mean, you know, Seager, uh, Seager yeah, would Seager's probably had be. a great year. Yeah. I mean, hey, yo, if really he didn't get year. hurt either, like his power numbers would be uh, a strong tip up, tick up. But I would say Seager, possibly a Rosarina. Yeah, I mean, Seager is hitting 345, 10 homers, 48 RBIs in 49 games. It, yeah. it pisses me off because I love Seager in drafts. I only have him in one league. 
I don't know how. It was Tout Wars, too. I took him in round three uh, to pick three. So I started Acuna, Altuve, Seager. Because um, those drafts are always weird. It, oh, wow. He's got a 411 OBP. I didn't realize it was that good, too. Yeah, he's been great. I guess it would be. As long as he doesn't get hurt the rest of the way. I mean, 48 RBIs in 49 games. Teams in first. Yeah. I mean, 609 slugging. Yeah, uh, it would it would be him. Uh, OPS over a thousand. Yeah, it would be him. But <laughs> Otani is just I don't even think we 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 give Otani enough credit. What he is doing is like one of the most amazing things. And I'm just fortunate that we get to see him in our lifetime because you look at the injuries today's with pitchers. Not only does this guy pitch, he fucking hits bombs and he's a great hitter. It's insane what he's doing. And I don't think he's getting enough credit. And like I said, I want to see him in person and uh I won't be going to many Mets games because I'm not wasting money on that shitty franchise right now. But uh, I want to see Otani when he comes to City Field in August. Uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely need to to make sure I go and see Otani on a day where he pitches. Also, I mean, it is just, I mean, it's you know, I I hate how many people throw around the word unicorn to the point where I'm like, just stop fucking saying the word. You sound like a jackass. But I mean, Otani. There's just there's nothing. There's nothing like it. We're we're gonna be talking on the uh, on the fantasy alarm show. So you know, with Domingo Herman's uh, perfect game, you know, the question that I was I'm posing to everybody, and Adam and I are recording on Thursday. So Thursday night, I'm posing this question on the fantasy alarm show, which is something that we talked about on the Better Morning Show uh, on Better Sports Network. Uh, you know, Thursday at uh, at eight a.m. And that is what's like, what's the most difficult feat in sports that, that, that you can imagine, like, you know, the perfect game, there's only been 24. Uh, it's, it's, you know, ridiculously tough to do. Um, you know, what, what would it be? Like Corey Parson was like the quadruple double in basketball is, you know, it's, it's ridiculously hard uh, for a player to do that. And, you know, I was like, you know, Dude, uh, becoming heavyweight champion of the of you know of of the, the world in boxing, i.e., Buster Douglas beating Mike Tyson. Now, granted, Tyson wasn't in his prime or whatever, but you know, different things like that. Pole vaulting, I started looking into as well. That's incredibly difficult. That's that's bonkers. But I, I'll ask you. I'll hit the question with you. In in all of sports, what do you think is the most difficult feat to accomplish? Oh man, that's so tough, man. There's so many things you can go to. I mean, uh, there definitely are. I'll give you uh, the one that Jim Bowden said, or he's going to, he, or, or this is like the advanced look at the at the show sheet. He said, being a a two sport all star. Yeah, that does. I mean, you just don't. It's never going to happen again, probably. Right? Uh, you're right. Bo Jackson. Yeah. Deion, Deion Sanders. Sanders. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is extremely hard. It'll. I, I don't know. I don't want to say it'll never happen again. It's so hard. We just haven't really seen it. I guess they get paid so much money now. It doesn't make sense. If you're that good, you're just going to stick with the sport that pays you more. Right. Yeah. Kyler Murray did that. With, yeah, exactly. Uh, choosing football. Yeah, I think That's- what Otani is doing is fucking amazing, man. I mean, so good. It, it, so many people can't pitch and stay healthy. And then he's playing every day and he's hitting. I mean, Dude, this guy can get whatever the fuck he wants, man. For real. Like, how much is he going to get paid, man? Like, the agent has a ridiculous argument to ask for anything. I would I would ask for $750 million. Yeah. 
I mean, you should go to Cohen. I mean, he's going to get desperate. He'll be like, yeah, all right, fine. Here you go. <laughs> I've already lost enough money. I might as well lose more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Otani. I mean, I would. I, that, look, that's I that's one this- of the reasons why I want to see. I want to see the Angels make the playoffs. That's this just year. I was just going to say the same thing. I've been saying that baseball needs that so bad. And I understand the people who have teams that want to get Otani in free agency want to see the Angels lose. Because I was asked this before the year. We did like a roundtable on the Better Sports Network. Um, and I think I might have been the only one that said Otani's not going to get traded because I think the Angels are going to be contenders. Maybe someone else that I forgot. Um, but – I just felt like with the extra wild card that they would be pretty good. And, you know, they're right there right now. Um, I would love to see it. Baseball obviously wants to see it. I know it's tougher for people on the East Coast. I'm not in this bucket because I stay up really late, even though these games are ending earlier now. But they need to try and get the Angels more on national TV. I don't remember how many Sunday night games they've had this year. It feels like they've had none. Could be wrong. I know the Yankees have had like 18. They were three weeks in a row at one point, but <laughs> they've got to get, it would be great for baseball uh, to get Trout and Otani in the playoffs. I think we all want to see it. I mean, that WBC where they face each other. I mean, that was epic, man. So I really hope we get to see them in the playoffs this year. It would be great for baseball. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it really would be. It really would be. And that's one of the reasons why, yeah, I don't want to see him go anywhere else. I don't want to, doesn't need to go to the Dodgers. Right? I don't want to see him in a Dodger uniform. Uh, I definitely don't want to see him go to the Mets. Oh, you know, I want that desperately. I, dude, I'll, I want him on the Yankees desperately. One wants him. I mean, why not? Watch. He'll go. If he fucking goes to the Braves for $200 million, I'm not fucking watching baseball again. Okay? <laughs> the Braves get every fucking bargain. If he does that, I'm out. I will not watch baseball. I don't think he's going to the Braves. No, I know. But you see the Braves contracts and what they do. It's like disgusting. <laughs> It, it just angers me, man. Acuna is making a hundred million dollars. You know what he would get on the fucking open market right now? He, oh, crazy! Albies makes thirty-five million combined, man. Like that's his whole contract. Like, oh man, just disgusting. And Don, and Dansby Swanson wanted to come back for cheaper, and they said no. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on over there, bro? Magic City. Nah, it can't be that. But I guess maybe it is. Maybe I got to look at this a little closer here. I mean, for me, for for Otani, yeah, I think I think Otani, it's 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 either the West Coast or it's New York. Like I don't see him going anywhere else. And you know, and I I think that that's kind of I think that's probably the 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 best opportunity for him. Just, you know, West Coast to be able to go back home if he needs to or wants to, and it's not like a huge hassle for him. Um, obviously, uh, strong Asian populations on the West Coast, uh, you know, so if he's if he's feeling, you know, homesick or whatever. Uh, and then New York, again, you know, New York, it's just, you know, here, we're going to give you a billion dollars and, you know. It's a it's a melting pot. So oh, you're, yeah, you're he, he would he would just the mar- marketing in New York too. forget oh. it. Forget it. He would look so good in pinstripes. No, nah, he would look good in a men's uniform. But then, uh, you know, in a way, I'd feel bad because he probably would get hurt. So. <laughs> <laughs> Why are the Mets pinch hitting for Otani? What Dan Vogelbach? Really? <laughs> oh, man. 
I, I, I can't believe how bad this year has been. Ah, uh, I'd say I'm sorry, but I'm really not. And it's you know right. what? And I'll say this because you're not the talker. No, right? you have your moments at times, but the, it's Anthony Aniano. I love Anthony Aniano, but that is that he is the reason. He's one of the reasons why I just despise Mets fans. What he does? I didn't just, even notice. What is he? What does he say? Oh my noticed. god! Every single opportunity he gets to trash the Yankees on <laughs> social media, he does. Okay, let me say this right now. I like everyone knows I hate the Yankees. I like to make fun of them. I haven't said shit this year. As a Mets fan, you can't fucking say shit about the Yankees this year because <laughs> this team is fucking garbage. And yes, the Yankees have their issues. They've been the worst offense in June. It doesn't matter. They're still in a better spot than the Mets are right now. What the Mets are doing is fucking embarrassing. And you know this. I said it. I thought this team had major flaws. I didn't think they upgraded this offense at all, which died down the stretch. Yes, getting Verlander was great, but we knew there was risk. He's being older. I said the Braves were the better team. Me and you agreed. We took the Braves to win the World Series in yep. the FSGA props draft. You know, I was, I think if I went through my roster, I probably own the most Braves in fantasy. I know I have Acuna on multiple teams, Matt Olson on multiple teams, Austin Riley on multiple teams, Sean Murphy on multiple teams. Loved Murphy. I mean, you're giving me a catcher hitting cleanup in that lineup. Yes, thank you. I will take him every fucking time. I know he's losing some at bats now with Darno and he had the injury, but still. I picked up Eddie Rosario off waivers in several leagues, Ozuna in a couple leagues. The one guy I don't have is Michael Harris. I thought he was going to be a bust in round three, and that was the case until recently. He's really been on fire the last month. He's still not going to live up to his draft cost, but he's helping you now. Uh, I think I'm missing one more player. I don't remember who it was at this point. Uh, Garcia? Garcia. Garcia. Oh, yes. I do have him in two leagues for sure. Yeah, FSGA. And GST picked him up. He's cooled off, but he's been great. Uh, I don't have any of their pitches, though. No free. Kyle Ryder having a draft champions. That's still their issue. You know, they still are having some issues with their pitching. But if they can get freed and right back, um, I mean, this offense is just so good. But, like, you know, the Mets, we can't talk shit until they beat Atlanta, man. Atlanta wins every fucking year, no matter how good the Mets do in the regular season. This year, complete opposite. So, you know, you can't say anything. I mean, the Braves are the class of the division. Um, and it's amazing to me. They just haven't won as many World Series, though. That's as good as it were. I mean, going back to the 90s, they've been so good for so long. And they have two World Series to show for it. But that goes to show you, though, how difficult it is to win a World Series. And as good as the Braves are now, because I think pretty much you would agree with me, like, oh, yeah, we're picking the Braves to win a World Series. They're not a lock to win, man. We know how baseball is in October. Look at last year. Braves were the hottest team in the second half. They ran into a hotter team in the Phillies, lost. Two years ago, they were the best team in the second half. They won a World Series. It's not a lock. As good as the Braves are right now, they're not a lock to win. We've just seen it too many times, these short series. And that's why I said last year when the Mets didn't win the division, I knew they were fucked. You don't want to play in that wild card where you're running into a team that is hot down the stretch and potentially can knock you off. Yeah. Well, so so I'll, I'll ask you, if if not the Braves – Pick the who, who who's the team coming out of the NL? I if probably would. Braves. I probably will will say the Dodgers. Um, even oh, though gross, really? Why? Yeah, because if they have Kershaw and Urias and maybe and Gonsolin, um, he's not a lockdown pitcher, but he doesn't get hit. Or maybe Bobby Miller. I know his last two starts have been bad, but if they get one of those guys to step up, maybe they trade for a starter. 
Um, they're going to get Daniel Hudson back. Uh, Evan Phillips has been great at the end of the bullpen. That lineup is really good. Will Smith, Freeman, Betts, Monsey, mm-hmm. um, J.D. Martinez, who's had a great year. So they have the experience. So I would probably go with them. I can't go Arizona. I, they're a great story. I just don't think they have enough pitching. The Giants, they do this every other fucking year. Um, you look at the team, you're like, <laughs> how, are they, how are they doing this? And um, thank goodness Adam Lorber said, hey, do you want to go to the Met Giant game this weekend? Sorry, I'm going to be away. I'm not watching that bullshit with you again. <laughs> so have fun, Adam. <laughs> um, Miami has been – Miami's been a great fucking story. But <sighs> Yuri Perez, I mean, you know, they got to really watch his innings. Um I do think Sandy Alcantara have a good second half. I guess the Phillies you can't count out either. Although, I don't know if you noticed, Bryce Harper hasn't hit a home run in like a month. Um, I did notice that because I was actually, I was doing the uh, the DFS playbook at Fantasy Alarm on Tuesday, I think it was. And I was like, I was like, all right, I'm kind of looking in here and I'm looking, you know, Bryce Harper and what he's done and whatever. And he's been slow and he's been slow. And then I was like, you know, when James Grande does that post for, you know, who's going to hit the home run today. I was like, I started looking at Harper because I was like mid playbook. And I was like, what the fuck? This dude has not hit a home run since May. Mm-hmm. I mean, Crazy. It, it shouldn't be that surprising, though. I mean, he had no rehab. He's coming off that injury. Now, the average is good. OBP is good. Um, so I'm sure at some point he'll get going. Um, and the Phillies have played a lot better. They're winning a ton. Um, so I would probably I think I have to go to the Dodgers. Oh, I didn't even know the odds until now. So the Braves on DK Sportsbook, plus 350 favorites, plus 475 Tampa, Dodgers plus 600. Astros, 1,000. Texas, plus 1,100. Yankees, plus 1,300. Uh, Toronto, plus 1,800. So, yeah. I mean, the Padres, <laughs> the Padres are just like the Mets, man. And then there was a report coming out, tension in the clubhouse, finger pointing. I said it before the year. I just didn't understand why people were penciling this team in to go to the world series. I think their lineup is top four and it drops off tremendously. I like the pitching. I like Musgrove, Snell and Darvish uh, back into the bullpen with Hader, but I just felt like that lineup is just too top heavy. Yeah. I mean, listen, that's we, you, I think you and I talked about this. Uh, it was why, you know, you look at Texas's lineup and you're just like, Oh my God. I mean, you were saying Ezekiel Duran uh, earlier on here in the show, but you know, Josh Young and, and Jonah Heim uh, yeah. have just have have become such strong five and six hitters that that, you know, you need that in your lineup. Yeah. You look at I mean, Tatis, Soto, Machado, Bogarts. But even Bogarts has been pretty cold lately. Terrible. I mean, he's batting what, two, 210? He's had a bad year. Yeah. You know, hey, so Kim has actually kind of turned it around a little bit, mm-hmm. but. I mean, he's there, he's down there at the bottom with Trent Grisham, who's who's inconsistent and poor. Rugnet Odor is not good. Brandon Dixon is a, is a fill-in guy. So, yeah, it's a it's a tough spot to like the the Padres. Definitely, I I think the Padres could do a little bit better if they kind of beefed up that back end of the lineup. It's great. Like the Padres and Mets spent a lot, and for all the money they spent, you're like, damn, these teams have holes, man. Um, so yeah, I mean. I guess they could make a run, but it's crazy. Mets and Padres in fourth place, Cardinals in last. I mean, no one would have thought that before the year. No, definitely nobody would have thought that before the year. And then, you know, now it's going to see, you know, we're going to see which one of these teams, can they turn it around? Can the Padres go on a, on a win streak? They're like six games under 500 right now. Um, 
you know, I think the the Cardinals have to fire Ollie Marmel. You gotta get you gotta get him out of there. It's it's clearly not working. And and that team does have potential. But then again, you look at the starting pitching for that team and what what do they have? You know, I mean Jack Flaherty's still their guy. They're still chugging out Adam Wainwright, and that dude's just, you know, yeah. Terrible. Terrible. I mean, he's not like Noah Syndergaard bad. And why are you shuttling him out there all the time? But he was, he's just been, you know, Wayno's just not the same guy that he once was. So some weird shit, man. Weird, weird shit. Um, all right. Well, you've got your, uh, you know, your article over at, uh, at fantasyalarm.com. The waiver wire article is going to be out on Saturday. If you guys missed Adam's article on, uh, what was it on Monday or Tuesday. was it? Tuesday, Tuesday. So after free, you know, after waivers clears and everything like that, uh, Adam puts together some uh, some some names that you should be looking for, uh, you know, here during the weekend, especially here on the weekend. Um, you know, some interesting names here in the uh, in the whole thing. I mean, I, it's so funny to like see Joey Votto here in the waiver wire article, but super exciting that the old man is uh, is hanging out with a bunch of boys and uh, and and looking good Jordan Westberg that was the uh, that's that's the big one how 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 aggressive would you be fab wise for Westberg great obp guy not really going to jack you up in the counting stats hits at the bottom of that lineup still a solid option though w- would you go crazy fab wise for him um i think it, it depends, obviously, on, on what you need. But, yeah, that, there are a couple leagues I think I'm going to be aggressive because, obviously, in the NFBC, he wasn't available. And I believe, like, Labor and FSGA, he wasn't either. So um, I think there's a couple leagues where I could use a middle infielder. Uh, he was rostered. I mean, every prospect in my Tout Wars League is, like, drafted, bro. It's insane. Like, none of them are ever available at all. They're always on a roster. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean – it's a good good lineup. Um, got a little pop, little speed. So yeah, uh, I think he's obviously the big name this weekend. I don't. I think he's rostered in most leagues, but I'm telling you right now, man, Henry Davis, man, he's got catcher eligibility. He's not catching. He's hitting third today. He can run. It's a good player, man. And you know there were some leagues where I'm like, oh, I have two good catchers. I'm not going after him. I mean, because you had to spend on him too. And I'm like, fuck. That might have been a mistake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I put I put a couple of small bids in on him because I didn't have much fab to to throw around. I, I had that same thought as you. I mean, I got two good catchers here, so let me just put a small bid in case he like slips through the cracks. Right. Like so. Okay, I'll give you an example. My NFBC main event where I don't have a lot of money left. I have Sean Murphy and Diaz from Colorado. Right. Like it doesn't make sense to spend money on Davis. Diaz right. has been great. He's hitting cleanup. Murphy's great. I did pick Henry Davis up in the GST. I picked him up in FSGA. I actually dropped Bo Naylor to get Henry Davis. Because <laughs> um, Naylor got off to the slow start, then obviously in his first home run. But he's sitting at the bottom of the lineup. He's going to get sit against lefties. But Henry Davis, man, you got a guy playing catcher that is playing pretty much every day in right field, hitting third now. He can run two for three with a run in RBI on Thursday afternoon, 400 OBP. Man, that is just extremely valuable in even in one catcher leagues. Uh, just, just huge, man. Now he's probably not going to have catcher eligibility next year, unless he gets depending on your league rules. But I don't think it doesn't look like he's going to get 10, 15 games behind the plate. I don't has he? I don't even know if he's caught yet. I don't right? think he's caught. I don't, I don't think he's caught in the bigs yet. No. Yeah, so that's uh, that's going to suck for keeper and dynasty leagues. Uh-huh. For, and redraft leagues for this year, you're loving that shit if you have him. 
<laughs> yeah, there's nothing better than catcher eligibility. Holy shit. Like late 90s, I think it was. <laughs> Phil Nevin. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a few other guys. Trying yeah, to Phil too. Nevin had that catcher eligibility. Uh, and I think he he played that that first year. And we had a we had a rule in our league that, you know, like a grandfather clause that if you protected him year after year, he would maintain that eligibility. But wow. like the moment that you you dropped him, like you could trade him and he would still be eligible to catch him. But if you dropped him off your roster, then all you know, it's 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 all bets are off. And so I sat there and I protected Phil Nevin probably for like I don't know, five or six years as just as my catcher. Cause it was just, it was, it was fucking huge, huge. It really is, man, because all these catchers sit. Um, so yeah, he's played right field every game except two and the other two, he was a DH. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why I said to people, I'm like Melendez might suck, but as a catcher, ah, you know, I mean, it, there's definitely, you know, some, some value and some intrigue there, but if you're just using them as an outfielder, you're an idiot, then, then you're, you're, you're fucking, <laughs> fucking terrible. <laughs> and I know he's been bad. A lot of his underlying stats are actually pretty good. He's been hitting the ball hard, but yeah, it's been a major disappointment. 215, six homers, 31 ribbies, four steals, 300 OBP. Yeah. It's and the Royals. Once again, God damn, they suck. Oh, so bad. So bad. It's unbelievable. And I, I feel bad for him. I mean, you know, listen, they had their their moment in the sun uh, in the in the early 2010s. But. Yeah, man. And I, you know what I hate? I hate when, when you see I mean, you know, it's like for years watching Mike Trout not make the playoffs in uh, in, in Los Angeles. Uh, I, we're going to see that with Bobby Witt Jr. Feels that way at this point, man, they just cannot they're 10 and 30 at home damn that is just brutal oh man um all right two more two guys i want to ask you about because these are the two pitchers who i like from your article and so i'm curious as to uh as to really how you rate them how aggressive you would go after them uh number one is brian Wu. you know, I, you know just as like a back end of the rotation kind of an innings eater type guy i used him in dfs the other night um, you know, and he was, he was perfectly fine for me. Um, and, and Kenta Maeda who, you know, back from injury, his first two starts, he's looked rock solid, you know, uh, and I'm kind of curious as to, uh, you've got them both in here. You got other guys like Bradish and Canning and Berea, but to me, Wu and, and Maeda are the guys who stand out the most. I had no plans of putting Wu in this article. And then I saw his roster ship when I wrote it, 25% in Yahoo, 7.3 ESPN. I was stunned. Uh, the guy had one bad start to open the year in Texas. I mean, uh -huh. a lot of guys don't pitch good in Texas. Uh, and he's been really good ever since. In fact, I think his player prop for Casey the other night was four and a half. Um, it was juiced up, but I'm like, really? I know the Nationals don't strike out a lot, but it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, he's been really good. He would be the guy. Now, look, every rookie, we're seeing it, right? Bobby Miller, oh, he's great. Two bad starts. Bryce Miller, oh, look at the great start. A couple of bad starts. So Taj Bradley the other day. So it's going to happen, but um, he's got pretty good stuff. He's not going real. I mean, eh, he's got at least five innings and three straight. No one goes deep in games anymore. So, um, so yeah, I would look at him. And, yeah, Maeda, he also had, I think, like one bad start, too, where I don't think he was healthy. So he's looked a lot better. Um and we know when he's been healthy. So I would probably lean towards Wu 
for sure. And then Maeda second. Uh, Bradish has been really good too, especially in June. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of surprised sometimes at these because we know in our deeper leagues, these guys are all rostered. So, oh, um, yeah. but you know, we got to appeal to the masses. There's not a lot of pitching in 15 team leagues, man. My goodness, bro. It is. <laughs> There's not a lot of anything in a 15 team. It's, it's horrendous, man. I'm like, uh, okay. I got to pick up this guy. Sure, okay. Like I had like three guys on the IL, the NFBC main event. And I fucking had to pitch Wade Miley this week. Ugh. Could be worse, Adam. You could be playing AL or NL only right now. Yeah, I don't know how you guys do that. It's just not fun. I haven't. I'm. I'm. I'm not in labor this year, so I'm not in. Uh, in that and and in Tout Wars, I'm in that draft and hold. So I am not in any mono leagues this year. And I got to tell you, I love not being in any mono leagues this year. It's. I look. <laughs> you know, I always said play play what is fun for you, whatever right. sport it is. Ten team league, twelve, whatever it is. You know, but. I and I've done mono leagues in the past and had some success. Obviously, you have some failures too because pretty much if you have a bad draft or you have a few injuries, you're in in trouble. Like you can't really have a bad draft. Where in a mixed league, you could have a mediocre draft to make up for it in waivers or trades. But yeah, mono leagues to me they're just not fun, man. I just like they're a challenge. There's no question about it. But I just don't find it fun. Yeah, I don't really find it fun either. I mean, because you know, I mean, I mean, listen, they're not fun. There's nothing on the waiver wire ever, um, and it's just yeah, there's it's 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 terrible. Like you think waiver wire looks awful for a 15 teamer? Check it out on a mono league. That's I did like, make a trade in Tout Wars. Oh, did you? Yeah, Mazel Tov. What'd you do? I traded Asturia Ruiz for Emmanuel Classe. Oh, speed for steel, speed for saves. Yeah, so basically I have like a 20-point lead in stolen bases. Mm-hmm. Um, I have uh, I have Ruiz and Acuna. So, and I have one closer, Felix Batista. And I'm like, you're, I'm not getting any closers off the waiver wire. Like I put in a bid for Jordan Hicks and he went for way more than I spent. I mean, I actually do think there's a chance now Jordan Hicks keeps this job the rest of the year. Um, Helsley is still kind of banged up and – Hicks has been pretty dominant since uh, they gave him the opportunity. We know walks and command have been an issue for him, but if you look, his walks have really been down over the last month. Um, so like, I didn't want to go crazy just because, ah, what if it's, what if he doesn't keep the job, but they clearly have confidence in him. Like Gallegos, I know he gave up five runs on Wednesday night, but they, they just believe in Hicks more. So I said, I can't, it's mid July. I'm like five points out of first. I like, I can't sit here and wait. For a closer, it's just not happening. So I'm like, I got to make a deal. I was just kind of waiting to figure out when it's good for Ruiz. And the other thing with Ruiz is he only has one home run, and I'm kind of light in power. So I made that deal. Um, so I'm hoping that helps. So now I got Batista in Class A, but I do have some pitchers. Uh, I have Christian Javier, and he sucks. <laughs> he has not been good. He not He's not getting strong. any swings and misses anymore, man. He's had like four horrendous starts, man, in a row. A lot of Astros pitchers struggling, right? And and I and I throw that in there as far as uh, Verlander counts as well on that. Um, you know, one of the things that that we were kind of talking about the other day on the on the alarm show was uh, the fact that you know so few people continuously factor in the number of innings that these guys throw in the po- in the postseason. And yeah. this has been and this has been a constant 
for the Astros. So now all of a sudden, you know, as they as they move through, I mean, look, McCullers will never stay healthy. Right. Verlander had his issues early on this season. Uh, you were seeing Javier just, you know, suck beyond belief right now. Um, I mean, Framber Valdez is kind of holding up, but, you know, I'm, I'm wondering what he's going to look like down the stretch when uh, when the innings continue to pile up for him. Yeah, he's been great so far. Um, ground ball pitcher. The strikeouts are up. Yeah, he threw 201 in the third innings last year, plus the postseason. He's at 105 right now. Hunter Brown's been good, but I do think you probably have to worry about the innings uh, with him since he's a young pitcher and hasn't thrown a lot. Uh, you know, last year he threw like 126 combined between the Astros and the minors. He's at 87 right now. Uh, or Keedy. Don't know when he's coming back. So, yeah, I mean, there's definitely concerns with the Astros for sure. I mean, that's why I didn't uh, I didn't pick them to win the division. But the team I picked to win the division sucks worse. <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> so, uh, But I was definitely worried about Houston this year uh, because of uh, you know losing some guys. And it's like everything's kind of gone right for them. And you see Jordan Alvarez got hurt. Altuve's missed time. Uh, but they're still right there. They're six games out, but I will not be picking them to uh, make a run in the postseason. But I will say, I think baseball is going to be fun, man, because I, I think it's kind of wide open. As much as I do think Atlanta is the best team, it feels like this could be a year where a team gets hot in the playoffs and kind of makes that run. And we're like, holy shit, how did this team win the World Series? Um, I agree with you. I def- definitely think it's a lot more wide open. You've got a, a favorite in Atlanta, but you're right. You know, it was, we're going to have to wait and see what happens. I'm sitting here right now as we're, we're recording the uh, the Pirates Padres game is on, and I'm about to lose my fucking mind on San Diego, dude. What the, you had? You had the Padres money line. I had the Padres run line, and oh. I got I got a prop on Juan Soto over one and a half uh, hits plus runs plus RBI. On Juan Soto, and they were fucking cruising the the entire way, and then they just completely fell apart in the fucking seventh inning. Yeah, I'm, they, ha- they, I'm, I'm not happy about it because I have Joe Musgrove, and they blew his fucking win. Um, I mean, they did. They blew his win, but, I mean, he, you know, he, he obviously helped contribute to this. Ah, he, had a, he had a good line. Six innings, seven hits, two runs, a walk, six Ks. It was the bullpen. Hill came in, gave up three runs, two earned in the seventh. Right, and it's 5-4 it's right now. Yeah. They lose if they lose this game, man. I mean, they would have gotten swept by Pittsburgh and lost two or three to the Nationals. Because if you they were just starting to play better, and it was like, oh, here comes the run. Then they get swept by the Giants. They no, they lost three out of four to the Giants, two out of three to the Nationals. And if they lose this game on Thursday to Pittsburgh, they get swept by the Pirates. So bad. And I even I even said that in my fucking article, right? I even said that. I'm like. There ain't no way the Pirates are sweeping the Padres. <laughs> so now I got to root for some extra innings here. I'm going to be out of my fucking mind here, Adam. So hey, we, frustrating to see this right there. now. Yeah, this team, man, is just... I don't know. Who's who's more disappointing, Mets, Cardinals, or Padres? I think it's the Mets because of the payroll and the expectations. But I think you, the Padres' payroll yeah. and expectations are, are pretty... Uh, Pretty hurting, also. Yeah, I guess. Dude, you've got you've got Tatis, and I know that Tatis was suspended for the start of the season, but you still, it's Tatis and it's Soto and it's Bogarts and it's and it's it's fucking Machado. Like you've got these these top four, you know, and and if you uh, on the on the pitching front there, 
I mean, I'm not looking at anybody being like, you know, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. But, you know, you have like, some stability there. You should have had some stability with fucking Darvish and Musgrove is the top two. Waka has been a, a, a beautiful really revelation. Yeah. So for me, it's the Padres right now. And, and I'm sick to my stomach here, Adam. I'm sick. I'm so sick that I'm ending this podcast right now. Right. I'm not ending this podcast because <laughs> I have a meeting that I have to go to. I'm ending this podcast because I am going to go vomit in a corner. And then I'm going to think about the, the one Padres fan who I know. And, and I'm going to wish migraines and anal warts on this person because the Padres are losing 5-4 right now. Never had anal warts, but that sounds fucking horrendous. Uh, what I will do is I will, since I'm a Mets fan, I will go outside and inhale the smoke coming from the wildfires in Canada again. Oh, dude, I wish I could do that right now, too. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I'm going to put my fucking head in the oven. That's what I'm going to fucking do. My, I hope my wife doesn't come home while I'm doing it because she just she won't understand. She'd be like, no, 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 don't kill yourself. And I'll be like, yeah, but the fucking Padres suck so bad right now. I'm so upset. I'm so devastated. Now, for everybody out there, um, also, uh, the July MLB rankings will be released on July 1st, Adams and mine. Uh, and then I'll tell you what, next week, Adam is vacationing. So he won't be here recording Cash It. I'll have some surprises for you guys uh, next cash it. But then after that, Adam Ronis going neck deep into football conversations that starts cash it next futures, win totals, all the exciting things that we can talk about fantasy rankings, you name it. So go rest up, Adam, enjoy your vacation, enjoy your trip. I, I wish you nothing but the best. And, uh, and I'll see you when you get back, dude. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully uh, my flight takes off on time. Uh, the airports have been a fucking disaster this week in the U.S. Well, you know, dude, positive thinking. Don't you no, put it I mean, as of right now, the flight's on time. So let's let's go. OK. All right. And that sound that you just heard right there is Adam's computer blue screening. So we <laughs> better get the fuck out of here right now. So thank you, everybody, for liking and subscribing. For Adam Rodas, I'm Howard Bender. This has been the Cash It Podcast. And we'll catch you next time.